Hey everyone, welcome to Give Me The D. And I'm talking details, dramas, dilemmas, discussions and all the dirt. When it comes to love and romance, there's stress and struggles, but there's also a journey of self-discovery, learning from the past and growing through experience. This show captures juicy stories, deep conversations and personal breakthroughs. I'm your host, the damsel in dating distress. Thanks for tuning in. Feel Good Friday and I'm joined by my lovely guest Lauren Peacock. Now Lauren is a jack of all trades. She's gone from theatre production to being the number one author on Amazon. She's contributed towards online media and magazines for brands such as Bustle, Wedding Wire, Your Tango and Women's Day. And she's also the founder of The Divorce Case, which is an online community for divorced women. And currently she's working on her second book and producing a docuseries. Now, let me take a breath and say hi to Lauren. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Um, I have to say, I really admire your hard work. How on earth are you juggling all these balls and keeping all those plates spinning? I'm very much a person that likes, um, as much as I like flexibility, I like to keep a schedule. And I think a lot of creative people do it in their own way and own system. So um, even though, you know, uh, I may not be the most organized in my personal life at times, yeah. I try and keep, um, you know, being organized with, you know, whether I want to kind of create a schedule, like a writing day schedule and try and write something at least once a day, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's difficult, you know, and, and projects, especially with the film industry and the entertainment business this year with the coronavirus, it's been difficult. You know, a lot of people have been out of work. And yeah. um, so you've had to look for other avenues. So I think that's where a lot of writing has happened this year for me. And I was doing a bit of digging around your uh, website. And you mentioned that you had always gravitated towards storytelling. And you also received a BA in communications, which understandably is why you are well versed in writing. Has writing always been around dating and relationships? Or was there something that kind of moved you towards that direction? that kind of happened very differently. I mean, I started off as like a theater major. I was going to be an actress. I was destined for Broadway. This, that was, that was what I wanted to do. I interned at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, So I interned there and I realized I really liked producing because the thing with producing is you get to be a part of the creative side, the casting, the Mm -hmm. script um, process with, you know, being able to understand kind of the breakdown of the script and the budgets and kind of the start to finish of what a film is really like. And Mm then, um, you know, I kind of, once I finished college, I kind of went, you know, got lucky and got to work on my first film set and everything kind of just spiraled from there with getting involved into film and television. And I, as much as I've liked to write, you know, as a child and, and all of this kind of stuff, it was more so about production. And then for, I I got married when I was um, younger, um, and in 2014, unfortunately, I went through um, uh, a divorce, a not so great divorce. Sure. And writing kind of became my outlet. Um, writing about my just daily, just about how I felt during the divorce. And, and while I was married, a lot of these online dating sites started to <laughs> pop up like Tinder and Bumble. Yeah. And I had no idea what this stuff was. You know, I didn't know what swiping was all about. 
it was comical because a lot of my single friends had been doing this stuff, right? Yeah. So I wasn't sure if I was really ready to do it, but I decided to dive in. So a lot of these, you know, dating experiences I started writing about. I guess all of that started happening. And then eventually it has led me to where I am now, which is, you know, writing about relationships and kind of studying the psychology behind why we choose to do what we do in relationships. And that came a lot with therapy Mm. after my divorce. Do you know what? I really resonate with what you're saying there because there were certain triggers um, that your divorce kind of pushed you into the writing sphere and it was kind of like an outlet and that's exactly how I feel about my blog so my blog is my first little baby and it started off because of well partially because of my ex and he was basically he gaslighted me and he was a pathological liar and he put me through so much that yes I spoke to my friends about it and it's great to kind of voice it out but I feel like writing is a whole different level you really just get every single feeling and detail out there And it really does relieve some of the anxiety and pain that you actually went through. Absolutely. And it's a very healthy avenue. I mean, everybody has their own healthy way, um, sometimes unhealthy ways to deal with. (laughs) I definitely had a lot of wine night (laughs) myself, but there, you know, I think there are, um, you know, whether people want to, you know, use exercise, which is also a really great healthy way. But I think um, writing Sometimes you don't know how to express your feelings verbally. So pen to paper, um, you know, sometimes really does help. And I encourage other people that, I mean, you don't have to all of a sudden become a professional writer. Um, But even if you just want to pick up your own journal at home at night, it's a really great way when when you're dealing with uh, breakups. Absolutely agree. And also, if you're just capturing some humorous little moments as well, it's great to get those down. Oh, yeah. Observation. (laughs) And am I allowed to ask about your your second book and your docuseries? Are you allowed to tell me what that's about? I have to be a little delicate here um, with those kind of things. But I I will say um, the docuseries is for a um, streaming network that's a very popular one. And it Mm -hmm. is sports related. So I can at least say that. Yeah. Um, and the second book, it, um, focuses a lot on my current marriage and mm-hmm. kind of just the, uh, struggles of being in a long distance marriage, you know, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, people who are in them will understand and relate. And I think a lot of people who aren't will appreciate what they learn about, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a different perspective of what you know, because a lot of people live their daily lives and they've got their spouses or their partners with them. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, it's great and I'm jealous and I wish I had that. So, <laughs> but, so in a humorous way and also two cultural differences, you know, I'm married to um, a British man and I'm an American and, um, you know, funny things that, you know, we just, we laugh about. Sometimes mm-hmm. we laugh about later because in the moment <laughs> we may be arguing about the fact that it's a shopping cart and not a trolley um, <laughs> yeah. and little things that, uh, that, you know, are just differences, you yeah. know, and, uh, and fun stuff like that. Yeah. But there are a lot of humorous situations in that book because, yeah. you know, in yeah. the, in the end of the day, comedy, comedy really wins. So. Oh, definitely. I love that. It's just so personal as well. I th- I reckon loads of couples can probably relate to that, like especially like married couples, you know, arguing about menial little things. But I mean, my sisters are both married, so I hear it all the time. And I'm just like, thank God I'm not married. <laughs> you know, um, I think I, I support 
people, whether they want to get married, whether they Mm want to stay single, whether they Mm want to just have a partner, because I think at the end of the day, you need to do what makes you happy because we are all different. Yeah. And it's okay to have our own timelines and do things when we're ready to do them. Mm. And funny enough, marriage is going to be one of our hot little topics. So that'll be coming up real soon. Um, I wanted to start off with the divorce case because Firstly, I really like the idea of you creating this community for divorced women. Um, And I know that it's not just a space where you can find tips and advice, because you also offer monthly subscription boxes um, packed Mm -hmm. with little goodies, which is really cute. And I love the idea. Um, How did you go about selecting the items that actually came in the box? So the items, uh, putting the list together, putting the whole concept together, uh, I remember what it was like going through my divorce. Mm. I remember how... I felt and what I wished I had had. Mm. Uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the bathtub in the beginning and, you know, crying and, and just feeling, I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, everybody heals differently. And, you know, it's, I thought about things that I wish I'd had, you know, bath salts, bath bombs, candles, Mm. um, you know, wine, um, you know, it, it was just, yeah. so I, you know, when I was putting these lists together, uh, you know, things that I knew that women might, and the emotions that things that they may want to use or things to cheer them up and, you know, motivational um, items and things like that. So yeah. by putting these things together each month, I am remembering the things that I either went out and bought for myself or that I wish that I had. So mm-hmm. each month something comes that are things that I hope that they are able to use. And then, you know, I also each um, month, there are a few articles in the, in this column sure. um, that I put together um, that they, you know, receive um, nice. that they can the read. And it's supposed to be funny, you know, whether it's like a solo trip um, and a destination, a day trip or a weekend getaway when it's obviously safe to travel. Yes. Some states here in the States, um, you can travel to some places, um, but it doesn't necessarily limit them to if they, you know, I went off to Europe for five weeks because mm. I was running away from my feelings. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily limit you just to the United States. But I, I do put together little articles of, you know, sleep habits and um, encouragement and things that they obviously can use. And then the community. Um, look, I had friends that were great and supportive but had never been through a divorce yeah so they could help to a certain point that's it yeah you know and there is something about being able to just talk to a group of strangers and Mm -hmm. not be not be in like you know a therapy session group where you're all sitting in a circle (laughs) but just be in a group where you're just like I I just want to talk to somebody about something meaningless or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, or, or maybe you need to talk about something important, but it's a space where women can come together and share. And also, you know, there'll be some things there like, um, you know, tips from therapists, if they want to use it, um, there'll be things from financial advisors, there'll be things from divorce attorneys and solicitors. So 
there'll be a good range yeah oh nice you really thought this out really well that's amazing um I myself I've never been married or divorced but I can only imagine the kind of emotions that people go through during the whole process from pain to guilt to probably relief to a certain extent I'm sure from your experience what was the toughest part for you I think it was I wanted to blame myself a lot. I wanted to understand what went wrong. So I think there was a combination of, like, I thought a lot of things were my fault. And I wanted to try and figure out, you know, obviously, you want to figure out what had happened, you know, certain things that had happened, Mm. that, you know, you couldn't control. Mm. Um, But I think it was a lot of blaming, you know, blaming yourself and, and, uh, and I think what I'd realized after I'd done a lot of internal work with myself is that it wasn't my fault, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I shouldn't be blaming myself. But I think a lot of times we do that, you know, we, we automatically say, well, I was wrong. And I, I, maybe I should, maybe I should have done this differently. And maybe it was my fault. Maybe, maybe if I hadn't done this, he wouldn't have left or he wouldn't have cheated or he Mm -hmm. wouldn't. But at the end of the day, if, you know, like take infidelity, for example, you know, they're going to cheat if they want to cheat, you know? So I think that was a lot that had kind of Yeah, I think you made a good point there. Sometimes when, you know, you cannot control, people cannot control everything in life. You know, some things just happen and you'd have to build that emotional strength to deal with it and find ways to move on, whether it's speaking to your friends and putting more energy into self-love. There's certain things that help alleviate that pain and the grief. You made a great point. Self-love, self-kindness, self-love, self-care. Those things are so important when going through a divorce Mm. and, you know, working on yourself because it it doesn't necessarily mean that you're off the hook, that you haven't done some things that you probably can change about yourself, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be on the hook for all the things and that you've done all the things wrong. Um, I want to share a quick stat with you as well. um, And then I'll probably follow up with another question. So I was reading an article from Time magazine, and it basically said, according to census data, in today's society, approximately 39% of marriages in the United States are ending in divorce. What do you think are the main causes for divorce? Well, I think more than 39% end in divorce. Oh, God. I think that's a lot higher, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I think the causes of divorce, you know, I mean, I think a big one is infidelity and affairs. Yeah. You know, I, I think that is a big one. Um, and I think, I think a reason for that is that people aren't honest with themselves in the fact that if you don't want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. or, that, or that they want the cake and eat it too, but if they don't truly want to be in a relationship or they may have grown apart from their partner, mm-hmm that they don't have the balls to end it. Just get out of it. If you, you know, if you've been, you've been with your high school sweetheart, it's been 10 years, 15 years. You don't want to be in that relationship anymore. End it. Mm. Maybe they don't either. And you guys are just in a, you know, comfortable space. So I think that, you know, I think infidelity is a big one. And I think, you know, leading into the second one is that, people don't, you know, people do grow apart and they 
have differences and maybe they weren't matched well to begin with. Mm. And, and that's okay. You know, people, people just don't work out. Um, and, and they're not a good match. So, you know, I I think, I think the distance thing, you know, if, if, you know, one takes a job, gets a job in a different city, you know, I think those are few and far between. I think they do happen, but I I don't think those are, those are as, um, as high Mm. for, for divorce rates. But, um, but I would say infidelity is probably a big high number there. Yeah. And just, to come back to your point about people just not being honest if they want to leave they just won't say it and they're too afraid to hurt someone or maybe they don't want to start again I just think that is it's just not fair and I think you know it's not fair on you because you're still putting yourself through torture being resentful and unhappy but it's not fair on the other person because you're giving them false hope especially if that person's you know in love with you and you know they're hoping that it works and you're able to work through it like just a bit of communication because if they have they could have an opportunity to get through that hurt of a divorce and start over yeah Exactly. Find somebody who does love and respect them. Exactly. So it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, And for anyone that's going through or have, has just come out of a divorce, what steps do you think they should take to help them move on and embrace the future? I mean, I'm a big believer in therapy. You know, therapy can be expensive, but there are some, you know, inexpensive resources and things like that. Like, local groups, mm. um, you know, some great self-help books and things like that. Um, so I think if there's any type of way to access some self-help or therapy res- resources, I really strongly, you know, would go with that. I think exercise, I mean, it is so hard to peel yourself off the couch and stop watching murder shows, but <laughs> If you can, if you can do it, like, even if it's, I don't care if you're just going for like a 15 minute walk around the neighborhood to do that, you're just blood flowing and just getting the change of scenery, you know, it's just, it really does help. Um, And then having a friend to talk to, um, even if it's not a divorced friend, but just one friend to check in with, even if it's a text letting them know you're still alive, um, that, you know, even if they don't fully understand everything, it is something that's good for you, um, to have that accountability to know, uh, because it feels like the world is ending. Yeah, it does. And nobody likes hearing that, how it just takes time because you want to punch them in the face. (laughs) Um, exactly. Yeah. Those cliches, you know, you hate those. Um, (laughs) And the fact that they are true, you hate them even more. But, um, but you know, it, it is something that, you know, you have to realize that it's good to get up every day because you are one day closer to being okay. Yeah. And just to add, if it's any consolation, I watch murder mysteries all the time and I'm not even going through a divorce. I'm just... Oh, yeah. I'm just, They're I'm amazing. Just... They're amazing. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go into a bit more of a, a lighter subject. Marriage. 
I wanted to talk to you about millennial attitudes towards marriage because I read, I'm, I'm full of stats right now, um, <laughs> I read a UK stat which was published last year, April, from the Office of National Statistics. Um, and it showed basically a continued long-term trend in declining numbers of marriages between opposite sex couples. Overall, a 45% decrease since 1972. And I think part of the reason, well, I, not I think, they think, Part of the reason for this is because a portion of millennials think marriage is an outdated institution. What do you think about this? I don't think marriage is outdated. I just think priorities have changed. Mm, yeah. So I think millennials still want love mm. and they still want partners. And I think some of them still want families. But I think millennials, you know, wherever you are in the world, mm. uh, I think they want the careers you know I think they want to feel good about making money yeah and they you know social media has spoiled us you know I, I mean I personally don't like the Kardashians but if you look at whether it's the Kardashians or any type of celebrity that you yeah. see on social media you want just a sliver yeah. of what they have you you want to be able to have the nice clothes and the makeup and things like that so how are you going to get that? By making money. And how are you going to make money? By having a good career. Yeah. Um, so you're going to try and find, you're going to want to go to cities like London and New York and things like that, because that's where the jobs are offered. And even if you're in the smaller towns, you're still going to want to have a, a job that you feel proud of. So yeah. you can then have, um, you can then make, whatever money you're making to spend on the stuff that you see on social media. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that you can't have a partner mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you can't get married, yeah. but I think your priorities towards, I got to get married right now and have the big wedding and do the big thing. I think you're starting to see more smaller weddings. Yeah. Um, I think you're starting to see, Oh, I'd rather, save this money and use it towards a nice honeymoon or I, we would rather not get married and buy a house together. Um, those type of things. So I, I think, or, or some people, they have a kid and they're like, okay, we feel like a family already. We don't need to get married. Um, so I think you're seeing a lot more of that with the millennial generation. And also too, a lot of millennials that I know they, are, they have divorced parents. So a lot of them, I think, psychologically feel, oh, if I get, if I get married, I'm going to be divorced yeah. like my parents. So I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to sleep around like Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm just going to be with my partner and we're okay with doing this. Yeah. I think you make some brilliant points there because I fall in the millennial category. I'm 31. Basically, my thoughts on kind of marriage, I'm not opposed to the idea. I've just never been big on the idea. And I think like, like you said, I think I'd rather spend the money on a nice honeymoon rather than have the big one day. Because for me, I've always enjoyed traveling and I've always enjoyed like a luxury holiday. And it's, for me, it's an, I gain more out of it. And for me, I don't see much difference between marriage and a long-term commitment like a long-term partnership and there is nothing wrong with that and yeah. you hit on a really great point that I noticed a lot of my it's the experiences I mean you know my current husband and I now we 
like we like to go out and enjoy a really nice dinner. We like to enjoy really nice trips. And, you know, we, we got married for a lot of different reasons. Love being a big one. Um, But, you know, we, you know, we're an international couple and, you know, that's a little bit more difficult, um, you know, when you live in two different countries and, you know, you're kind of, you have to kind of get married um, in order for that to work out. Um, And we wanted to be together eventually. But I think you're seeing more, yeah, more millennials wanting more experiences. And sometimes these millennials, their experiences are the material stuff where they do want to and, and some are the traveling, like you said, a lot of them, I think, and I think that's where the remote jobs come in too, yeah. where they want to travel and work and that that's not going to allow them to have a husband or a kid right now. Yeah. Agreed. And your point about how millennials are trying to kind of, I guess, prioritize their careers first and then marriage maybe comes later. I think that's a massive thing. And I've heard many people, like a lot of my friends and just people that I've spoken to in passing, um, they have that same attitude. So I think it's really interesting. Um, I definitely don't think love is dying. Um, I just think it's probably, yeah, a case of priorities, isn't it? Also to your point, I have a very strong love-hate relationship for social media. So I don't like certain things that it promotes having the perfect body, having the, the perfect lifestyle, it can really hit someone's self-esteem because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they see it all the time, you know, all they have to do is scroll through their feed and like, bam, it's another woman, this perfect body with the perfect lips and face and all of that stuff, you know? And, it's really and I bad. think millennials, because we're the last generation that grew mm-hmm. up without social media, yeah. because, you know, we grew up with you know, phones attached to cords. Yeah. And we're the last generation that really didn't have it mm. when we were younger, that I think we can see the difference, um, the differences and, and the psychological damage it can do to people exactly. where the Xennials, which is the generation that's come after us, mm. all they've known is, you know, cell phones and tablets and everything. So I think for them, you know, it, it is, we've got to keep up with the Kardashians and we have to do all of this stuff where mm. they're, you know, they're the ones that it, it, it's so important and, and all of, and that's why I think millennials can still um, enjoy, you know, things like nature and, and traveling and, yeah. and, and yeah. not have to be attached to their phone. And I'm, you know, I'm bad about it. And I think a lot of it has to do with work and what I do with yeah. work, you know, but it is, it is nice to know that like, there are other people out there that see you know the difference yeah when you were talking about it I just thought yes I was kind of like clapping silently like yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, no I think um at the same time I do think social media is great just in terms of connecting people like us for example it's it's great well and especially with this pandemic what would we have done without it you know what what would these people in long distance relationships Mm. you know or you know seeing your family and being able to skype with your family and things like that I mean so there are some pluses to it for sure definitely and what do you think going back to marriage um what do you think is key to a successful and healthy marriage I, I mean I communication you know I mean I think that no matter what it is if you talk about it right away Mm. you know and don't you know sweep it under the rug you're going to be able to 
not have resentment and issues later. And I think that's what happens with a lot of couples, no matter what the age is, they they'll sit there and let it fester. And then it becomes a really big problem. And, um, you know, I think if you can communicate and you can have those, you know, the same foundation and kind of fundamental values as each other, I think you've got a really good relationship. Of course, you're going to have things you disagree on, but I think if you can communicate about them, it's a lot easier to be able to deal with, you know, other big problems in a relationship. Totally agree there. We were speaking before I started recording about um, where you met your partner. So could you, can you share yes. Sorry, We met um, on the website datebritishguys.com. I've never heard of this website. I'm going to have to check it out. It is a sleeper uh, online dating site that uh, was actually started by a couple, um, husband and wife. He is um, British and she's American. Oh, wow. Um, and oh. they met over in England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a cute little site. And we, uh, we met a few years ago on the site yeah. and then I, I met him about a month later when I was over in England for, for a trip. So. Oh, that's a beautiful little story. So I've got a final couple questions before we end. So there's always been kind of societal pressure, particularly for women to find the one to settle down, to get married, to have kids and your perspective as someone who has reached some of those milestones in the past, would you have done anything differently? With meeting my second husband? I'd say your first because you mentioned. Oh, yes. I mean, I was super young. I think I thought I knew everything. I started dating him in college. He was a little bit old. Well, he was about a decade older, about 10 years older than me. Mm. And I think you just, you know, at that age, you know, you do think, you know, everything and you're invincible and, um, Mm you know, you're smarter than the people around you that have been through things before. Mm -hmm. And I encourage, uh, you know, anybody listening that if you are under the age of 25, Mm -hmm. whether you're dating somebody or you're single, um, to maybe wait. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to break up with the person that you're with, but just wait to get married because you change so much in those years that, you know, you may want to study abroad. You may want to, you know, take a, you know, take a certain job and see how it goes. You know, there's so many life lessons that you're going to learn that I wish that I had listened. And it doesn't mean that your parents are right either. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) They're right either, but I wish I had listened to some friends or I wish that I had done things that I knew that I wanted to do. And the only reason why I didn't do them is because I was so focused on got to get married because I want the big wedding. I think that if I hadn't been so focused on marriage, 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 I, I would have enjoyed some opportunity because marriage is still going to be there. Like you still can get married to your partner. Mm. Or if you're single, you, you know, still date, still have fun. I think you're so right because, you know, a lot of, especially now, like you hear loads of people traveling and finding themselves and um, volunteering. There's all sorts of stuff that can really help you develop yourself. And I always feel like once you kind of know yourself a bit better, you kind of learn what you want in life and you have a better idea about some of your goals. I did everything backwards. So Mm -hmm. I got married first and then I got divorced and then I decided to travel through Europe and then, you know, date a bunch of people. Yeah. 
and you know then get married again so you know if anybody can just do it the other way around I think you'll have some great experience and you'll meet so many different people and you never know how those people may sh- show up again you may learn something that leads to something else yeah so don't cut off those opportunities too soon mm, great words as much as you say you know enjoy your life do your things that you want to do I know that a lot of people also feel the pressure, especially when, you know, with the whole biological clock, what would you advise to those women? Don't worry about everybody else's timeline. You have your own timeline. Mm. So if your friend is, if you're 40 and your other 40 year old friend has three kids and you know, her husband and they're doing great and you're single, it, it's okay. Like, you, you know, maybe tomorrow at a coffee shop, you meet the person you're supposed to meet and you left the house 30 minutes late and you're rushing and you get there and it, you can't always compare yourself to everybody else because you are doing what you are meant to be doing. And I'm, I'm not like this huge religious person, but Mm -hmm. I, you know, I do believe that, you know, you're where you're meant to be when you're supposed to be. Great. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think that you have to realize that if something doesn't happen look you know it's kind of like that if one door closes go look for the other window and if if that's not open then you know if you're it's like the escape room right (laughs) you got to figure out how to get out of this room and there's going to be some way to get out of it you're going to find it that's a good analogy very well said I think you gave some really good advice there so hopefully the listeners will take those in Lauren is there anything else you want to add before I wrap up I think I'm good I mean you yeah. can plug the handles or whatever you'd like to do <laughs> or I can but I had so much fun this was oh. great thank you so much for having me no worries at all like honestly I've definitely learned a lot I feel like you made some really great points I'm completely aligned with what you were saying there for my listeners as always um once i publish this episode i'll of course add all of lauren's social media handles in the description so you know where you can find her i can pop in and tell them if you'd like me to yeah um, feel free to please do yeah if you if you all um on instagram it's at the lauren peacock on twitter it's at that lauren p cock so that's the letter p cock (laughs) i got a little screwed on twitter with that and then on Facebook, uh, it's Facebook slash the Lauren Peacock. Um, and then if you're interested in the divorce case, you know, we are trying to, it's in the U.S. right now. We're trying to figure out a way to add, um, you know, if anybody wants to join um, in the United Kingdom, we're trying to figure out how to make all that work this year. Um, and so if you want to check it out, thedivorcecase.com um, is the website. And then the um, Instagram handle is the divorce case. So um, yeah, and then the website, if you're interested in the book, um, reading my first book, Female Likes Cheese Comes with Dog, <laughs> stories about divorce, dating, and saying I do. You can find that um, on my website with the link and the information, and that's www.thelaurenpeacock.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lauren. I would not be able to get all that information out. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So thank you for helping me there. No. Uh, Cool, Lauren, it's been so good. I think it was a great session. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I'll definitely speak to you through Instagram again, but I will absolutely 
I want to wish you luck with your new book, your docu-series. Thank you so much. Nice. And of, of course, thank you to all my listeners for tuning in and hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot as well. And I'll be back next week. See you later. Bye.